Hey, hi, everyone. This is Lou Adler and Brian Johansson. We're excited to bring you a, another podcast in our series of How to Hire Outstanding People. In this one, Brian and I discovered that it was probably best to focus on sales. It seems like they're the trickiest and the hardest people to hire. The reason is they're great interviewers. They might not be great salespeople, but they've aced the interview. So we want to kind of discuss what you have to do as an interviewer or a recruiter for salespeople, what you have to do to ensure you're measuring true sales performance, not affability, assertiveness, and great communication skills. So Brian, what's your thoughts on the whole concept? This topic is probably the single most important topic for any company on the planet. If you sell something, your salespeople are right in front of your customers and you got to have great ones. So I think if companies can master hiring great salespeople every time, they're going to have a leg up on competition and everything else in their marketplace. So it's critical. No question about that. For a couple of different programs I'm giving over the next month or two, I'm really focusing on some of the key attributes of what it takes to hire great salespeople. Say, I know you do a lot of work in this area, Brian. You help companies re-engineer their entire sales process. You train sales managers. You train recruiters on how to assess competency. What would you think of the two or three most critical things that a interviewer has to look for to identify a great sales rep? Well, I think there's a step before that which is really understanding what the sales process is for the company that you're hiring for and really mapping that process from beginning to end, from how you get the leads to how you go into the account to who you're talking to, to the complexity of that process, to the close. Companies that will map that out and understand it and then understand where their reps maybe trip up. Where do their good reps really succeed and where do their average or below average reps really trip up? We call those the deal breakers. I think if you understand that, that will be the guide to figuring out what you really have to probe and understand in an interview. I think you're right. And I think what I sense is, is that you map the sales process. How do you get the lead? How do you convert the lead to a prospect? How do you set up the meetings? How do you do discovery? How do you negotiate the close, et cetera? What happens is a good interviewer who is a sales rep can articulate that step-by-step process very well. But I think you have to be more cynical with salespeople because just because they know the process doesn't mean they execute the process. So from my perspective is you got to get real metrics. What was your role? Tell me the number of accounts you had. Tell me if you made quota. Tell me if you went to President's Club. All of the details that surround it. So the idea is, hey, map the sales process, get salespeople to tell you about their best sales deal, and then don't trust anything they say. Get proof multiple times, multiple details with metrics and data and times and dates. How does that sound from your perspective, Brian? Adding that dose of cynicism, does that seem like an appropriate thing to do? Oh, I think it's essential because they're salespeople. They talk well. They're articulate, as you mentioned. They also like to talk at 20,000 feet. So if you conduct an interview and you just ask, give me a high level of what you did, but don't delve into how they did it, how long it took, who they talked to, all of those details, you're going to blow the interview and you won't have enough information to make a great decision. So what you do in the interview and the depth of probing, interviewing is about getting detailed answers. Give us some examples, Brian, what you mean by detailed examples. Well... You know, people ask, did you make your quota? Yeah, I made my quota. I was 120% of quota. But they don't ask, how did you do that? How was that broken down? How many accounts did you have to close? What was the average sales size? What was really hard about making the quota? Or was it pretty easy? Understanding what went into actually achieving that goal and even how they rank or compare to other salespeople in an organization will give you much more insight into a sales rep's true capabilities. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you have to really get the understanding of the process 
get examples of the process. Hey, tell me about your biggest account. What was the name of the account? Who'd you talk to? Who was the buyers? How long did it take? How did you get the lead? How did you convert that lead? Really get specifics with dates, times. I'm going to contend if you're interviewing sales reps, you have to be cynical. To me, that's a critical piece. And I kind of remember a situation where we did a sales rep for it was a medical device group that had to make the initial presentation to the hospital chains to get people interested in the process. These people were remarkable people. They knew the product inside out. When I talked to some of them, I call it benchmark the best. I wanted to talk to real good salespeople as we built this job profile. And these people knew the product inside out. They can get in front of a group of 10 or 15 technical people and present it. I asked him, what's the hardest part of doing it? He said, getting the 10 or 15 people together. Uh, And I said, have you ever done it? He said, no, I hate that part and I don't do it very well. If I didn't ask that question, I wouldn't have understood the job, nor would I have understood what I have to do when I've interviewed candidates for that job. To me, it's just understanding the job, what takes to be successful in the job, and then moving that to the interview and get true understanding and true insight with respect to that. That's exactly right. And it really does depend on the specific job. You and I are working a situation right now where prospecting, picking up the phone and calling a lot of people and being able to convince people on the phone to have a meeting is critical. And if you do not like that, you don't like to pick up the phone, you're not very good, you're not extemporaneous, you're not going to be good at that job. So that's a deal breaker for that position. And you have to benchmark that. You have to see if they've ever been on the phone, if they can do that, if they've been successful at it in order to see if they're going to be good at it. Yeah, I think that's a real critical issue. So here's what I say about recruiters. If recruiters don't understand the job in detail, they will get snowed. If they don't know the deal breakers, they will get snowed. They'll judge the person based on experience, skills, and I call them the four A's. People who are affable, articulate, assertive, and make a great first impression. You got to get past that and understand the job. And I think just like a sales rep has to be trained to sell and understand that product that he or she is representing, well, a recruiter is representing that sales job and they have to understand the job and what it takes to be successful in it. And I think very few of them do. Surprisingly, I find a lot of sales managers don't understand the job at that level of detail either. So they have to understand it as well and not get snowed. It really does take a lot of work to hire great salespeople. They have the most turnover and they have the most turnover because they're the best interviewers, not necessarily the best performers. I'm glad you brought up turnover because this seems to be a reoccurring theme within sales organizations. And turnover in sales organizations, it's almost double what the national turnover is in the U.S., about 27%. And yet when we engage with companies, we have companies with sales turnover as high as 50 or 60 or 70%. And so this issue of how do I reduce turnover in the sales force, it's critical to to address and I think complex. I don't think it's one thing. And I think companies tend to go, oh, my recruiters just, they're not good recruiters. They're the ones responsible for turnover. But I think it's more than that. What do you think are the issues surrounding sales turnover? Well, I think it's a combination of them. There's no question about it. Is the person competent to do the work? Is the person motivated to do the work? Does the circumstances, the environment in which that work takes place appropriate for that person? Part of that is the hiring manager. Is the hiring manager able to coach and develop his or her team? If not, and the person needs coaching and developing, it's going to fail. If the person's already a good salesperson, but it's got to modify his or her style to meet the company, well, they have to be trained to do that and the manager has to do it. So to me, the manager is the driving force there on 
assessing the person, understanding that person's training and development needs, and then supporting and ensuring that person is successful. If you don't have that, it's going to, the probability is remote that the person will, you'll just luck out and get the right person. So to me, that's the first step. Uh, however, there's other things that I think on both sides, which I don't, we didn't really talk about. Yes, executing the sales process is a critical piece. But one thing we tend to ignore is managing all of the sales processes the person has. It's not just one deal uh, that makes or breaks a quote the quarter. It's, hey, I got half a dozen or a dozen or two dozen deals. How do I manage all of that, optimize the territory that I'm involved with, and how do I work the internal team and the support team to make it happen? You have to look at all of those issues to make it happen. And then the hiring manager has to make sure that all of those pieces are not only validated, but also ensure that the pieces are put in place so the person who's hired will succeed, not hope the person will succeed. Glad you brought up the manager. All the data support the fact that good sales managers are key drivers of both performance and low turnover. We recommend measuring turnover by manager. If turnover is low and uniform across all managers, that's evidence that you've got a good leadership team. I was just looking at some data for one company where manager turnover ranged from 13% on the low end, and there were a group of managers that had very low turnover, but on the high end, there was another group of managers with very high turnover, 120%. If you have that type of variance in your turnover data by manager, you can rest assured that something is going wrong with those managers that have high turnover. They're actually driving turnover. One of the mistakes we see in companies is that they will promote from within, but they will promote without specking the manager job appropriately. So they don't know what good management looks like in sales. So they take their best salespeople, they promote them to manager, they don't give them guidance or training in how to be a great manager, and they just expect them to be good managers because they were good sales reps. This is a recipe for failure. We would recommend specking the job, understanding what great management looks like, and then selecting salespeople uh, or outside people who have the capability to deliver what you need delivered. Lou, what do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think being a manager, and we've met many managers over the years, whether it's a sales manager or an engineering manager, marketing manager, doesn't matter, or accounting manager, doesn't matter. I think the key issue is a good manager at some point in time in his or her career has to recognize that they get success through the success of their people who work for them, not their own personal success. And you can get clues to that. One great clue for sales or anything, it's a person who is in a staff position with peers. That person proactively helps his or her peers without any expectation of rewards. It's the ability to coach, develop, uh, follow others, and be interested in doing that. So being a sales manager, that person has to get take great pride in building a great team, and the team is successful. It's not because that person's a great salesperson. Yes, that person has to coach and develop and train the people, but that's where the person has to be. And there's not a lot of people who can do that. But when you see that, you know you have the potential to be a great salesperson, and now you have to train those sales management skills. How do I make sure everybody is motivated? How do I keep them excited? How do I get involved in the in their personal issues life issues and how do I keep them focused on making their numbers as a team and how does the team support each other? I think that's a critical decision that most companies overlook. Lou, I absolutely agree. I was just with a company looking at one sales manager, high performing sales manager on the East Coast, very capable, but she was closing all the deals. 
when you peeled back the onion and looked at what she was doing, she was working 20 hours a day, going from appointment to appointment, closing deals on behalf of her reps. Her reps were not self-sufficient. They couldn't close on their own. They needed all of her support in order to do that. And in my book, that's not a great sales manager. That's a great closer. It's a great example of somebody who was great at sales who got promoted to management, but didn't know how to manage. Well, I 100% agree. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I mean, it's got to be, hey, how do I get that person to close? Again, how do I delegate? How do I train? How do I manage? How do I ensure it? Now, stepping in when someone falls short is certainly fine, but doing it 100% of the time means you've just hired a bunch of administrators and you're going to do all the hard work. Makes no sense. That's not how you build a, a viable sales team. It's not sustainable. So, Lou, what would uh, what advice would you give to somebody listening to this podcast who says, I've got turnover issues in sales or I've got performance issues in sales? How do I get my arms around solving that problem? Well, first off, you got to figure out where is the problem. So you could do sales over by sales manager. And obviously, some of them don't have a lot of turnover and some do. Well, that's right away. You can It doesn't take a rocket science from a data management perspective to understand it's a sales manager's problem. Then you have to take one step down. Okay, how is our hiring process? Does that make sense? Do we understand the job? Do we understand the process? And now how do we then source and hire people that meet that process? And how do we then convert that to a sourcing and recruiting process and an interviewing process and an onboarding and training process? So it's a multi-step process where you first got to do, hey, what's the problem? Is the problem purely management? Well, then you figure that's the issue. If that solves all the problems, well, then you're done. But if it doesn't, then you got to take that deeper dive into the process itself, the training itself, the recruiting, seeing if you have a, a good training program. All of those pieces kind of tie together. That's how at least the way I'd shape it in a pretty rough, high-level manner. And I think looking at the metrics will help you, whether it's turnover by sales manager or whether it's looking at when you lose people. There's sort of a rule of thumb, and I don't know whether it's really true, but if you look at short-term turnover, and I've looked at turnover for sales organizations where 60% of all their turnover happens in the first three to six months, sometimes half of that is in the training period. And I look at that and I say, well, that's a hiring problem. They obviously didn't get the right people in, or the training is not very good, but you've got to diagnose and use data to figure out where's my starting point. Yeah, no question about it. And I guess given that set of situations... I would want to look at it as, hey, if everyone leaves in the 30, 60 to 90 days, it could be a hiring problem, which it probably that's part of it. There's no question. But I also think it could be a training problem and lack of support from the sales managers. They might be good people, but they probably don't have the appropriate training and launch program to get them into the game. So it's, it's probably a combination of all three. And when you start digging deeper into, okay, why do these people who are hired what happened to them and why were they successful and why these people who, who left in the 30, 60, 90-day period, 120-day period, what happened to them? So you diagnose it and you kind of then figure it out and you put a Pareto chart together or, hey, here's our big problem. Here's our second problem. Here's our third problem and then work it that way. So, Lou, as we wind down this podcast, what would you suggest as a starting point for all of our listeners today if they want to improve the quality of the salespeople they're hiring? Well, I think the best way to get an understanding, and I've been doing this for all types of jobs for years, is I say, hey, let's just walk you through the creation of a performance-based job description. 
And it'll be a half hour, 45 minute introductory call. We'll understand your sales job. We'll try to create what we call a performance-based job description where we'll map out your sales process from how did the person get the lead? What do they do to move it through the funnel? And how do they close the deal? So we'll just kind of do it roughly. You'll get a good sense of how it works. We'll give you some tips on how to conduct a performance-based interview to ensure you're identifying the right person at the right time. And the real idea is that using a an appropriate performance-based interview, you'll be able to understand where people succeed and where they fail. To me, that's probably the best first step. Well, that's all our time for today. Thank you for joining us for this podcast on hiring top salespeople. Lou and I are happy to help any companies who are interested in getting better at this process. So contact us and stay tuned for our next podcast. Thanks, Lou.